It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello, Victoria. Hello, Laura. Jingle bells, jingle, jingle bells, bells, jingle all the way. This is our Christmas special. Oh, oh, Merry, oh. Merry Christmas and not a new year. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. This is the we're on the cusp. If you're listening to this right now, we're on the cusp of Christmas. At what day? How many days will it be left now? Three, two it's days through Tuesday. So. Thursday's Christmas Eve, so yeah, two days. Two days, how exciting. Are you all really fucking stressed out? Yeah, are you stressed out? No. Do you get stressed about Christmas generally? Uh, previously, yeah. But not because, this year. Just, just because I've had a lot to do, whereas this year, weirdly, I have just feel more... I've never been this organised. Like, I have been that woman that cries at one o'clock in the morning on Christmas morning wrapping stuff because I'm so fucking tired and I've still got so much to do yeah um but I that's not me this year Vic what about you check you out Mm. generally I don't get that stressed about it I only ever go shopping in December because I just feel I'm not one of these people that's like oh I just buy a present in January for Christmas I'm not that prepared do you do that do you buy Christmas presents throughout the year or just do it in one go no, but like previously, from a financial point of view, we couldn't afford to do it, wait till December. I know obviously you can save up money, but I mean, like, I just, I wouldn't do that. And if I could spend it on someone else. Yeah, I've saved up money. That's what I've done. I, I start, well, I would like start in the summer yeah. and be like, and start working my way through. Because we have so many fucking people to buy for as well. Yeah. You know, like, we need to like fall out with some people. Maybe that's why I don't find it that stressful because I ain't got that many people to buy prints for. <laughs> we we do the rule that if 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 it's people that book kids, we only buy for the kids. We don't buy for the adults. Do you do that? Uh, to some parts of our life, yeah, and saves then a lot of not. money and hassle because buying for kids is easy. Yeah, so uh, we and and we have a, a Christmas tradition in my family, and it's called the barrel. Oh, intrigued. And the barrel used to be my mum's dad's had a, a an actual fucking barrel like right. a, like a barrel a wooden barrel and he would put uh, my nan would put presents in there and they would be very very small presents it'd be like three presents each or something like that and it has evolved and now the barrel is still called the fucking barrel even though there's no wooden barrel it all goes underneath the christmas tree and at the, the night time of christmas everybody gets like a little gift from somebody so like it could be deodorant, it could be a funny gift, it could be something silly, but so we do that in the evening. So it's like a Christmas Eve present then, basically. But it's but it's Christmas Day. Oh, oh my God. I'm so, so you're just Jesus opening Christ. an additional present on Christmas Day, but it just yeah. happens to be in a barrel. Yeah. Well, I definitely won't be taking up that tradition, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it has sometimes it has sometimes felt like a curse because you're like, oh my God, I've got to buy my fucking presents. <laughs> Um, but it's uh, yeah, I it's one that I can't be without. Annoyingly, um, so I was going to ask you, what does your Christmas day look like? How does it unfold in the Belbin household? Uh, previously, it would be open stockings from Father Christmas, and then go to my parents, which is obviously not happening this year. And so, for the first time in nineteen years, Steve and I actually get to have our very first Christmas at home, and wow. I am uber excited we both are we're like fucking kids yeah about you what's what's your tradition same same as you really we just uh yeah we open the presents here with it in the morning with the kids and then we'll go to my mum and dad's um yeah same we used to wake up at some ungodly hour when we were kids do your kids wake up really early well weirdly i mean toby is pumped this year i mean like he is fucking wired Elliot has always taken Christmas morning to be the one time that he sleeps in. And so Steve and I are awake from like seven o'clock in the morning, like, please wake up, please wake up. (laughs) I've been known to get myself dressed, get my makeup done and sit back in bed and wait for him to wake up. 
And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, yes, Father Christmas. I've got about him. <laughs> I, but I honestly think this year Toby will be awake at like 2 a.m. onwards. That was which me. is what I used to do. I used to wake up at 3 and be like, Mommy, is it time yet? And my mum would be like, no, go back to fucking sleep, you silly bitch. Read no, the time. It's me. Where do you put the kids' stockings? So you'd have them in, your, in their room or on the, by, the, by like the living room? Well, Father Christmas puts them on their uh, oh, yeah, sorry. The, the threshold of their bedroom door. The threshold. How dare thre- you? How <laughs> fucking dare you? The threshold. What, so you don't wake them up, basically? Sorry, so Father Christmas doesn't wake them up. Yeah, what Father Christmas knows to put them on the threshold of the door. <laughs> I used to do when I was little. Because um, my mum my and dad, Father Christmas, fucking hell, I'm not going to keep this light up for much longer. <laughs> um, he, he, they used to just put the stockings at the end of our bed. So I would... First of all, I wouldn't go to sleep. I was an insomniac anyway as a kid, so I wouldn't go to sleep. And uh, he'd put them there, and then I would wait probably about 20 minutes, and then I would open the whole lot in the <gasps> pitch black, not being able you to see psycho. anything. Yeah, I was psycho, like holding them up to my, really close up to my face <laughs> to try and work out what the fuck they were, and like feeling them, like, oh, yeah, okay, right, I reckon that's a book. Okay, great, yeah, brilliant. I'd just open the whole lot, and then I'd go back to sleep. And then wake up at like eight o'clock and be like, oh, my present, I haven't got any presents. Well, you completely <laughs> fucking ruined it for yourself, Victoria. <laughs> I know. But um, that's why I don't put the stockings in the kids' room. So we have them by the fireplace. And do you, do you get, because what we've decided to do with our, with our ones, with our kids, is we, we literally get them one present from Santa. That's it. They don't get yeah. anything else. And maybe like a chocolate. Um, and then the rest of the gifts are from us. And we really hammer it home that mummy and daddy have spent all this money on you and you should be fucking grateful. That's what we do. I I have a different approach to Christmas. And uh, although, uh, you know, Father Christmas is certainly not buying a fucking truckload for them, they get one gift and they have their stocking. Um, but for me, I know that one day they'll understand the magic of Christmas and they'll, they'll get it. So... I don't mind for going um, while also being very aware of the fact that there are some children that Father Christmas gets them a pair of socks. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. we don't go fucking hell for leather from Father Christmas. Right. We are reasonable. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, our children are very lucky that they get Father Christmas gifts and then gifts from us. And like that's what we always say to them. You know, Father Christmas is Father Christmas, but we love you and that's why we want to buy you presents. Yeah. Um, but you saying about the stocking situation, I remember one year, I don't know, mum and dad clearly just didn't fucking bother to even try and capture the magic of Christmas. And mum was like, I don't know where your stocking is, Laura. And I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> went, I don't know where your stocking is. And I was like, but how is Father Christmas going to leave me my gifts? And she was like, he'll just leave them at the end of your bed. Don't panic. You'll be fine. May I was distraught and so I laid out about 40 socks at the end of my bed perfectly (laughs) aligned so that the the hole for the sock had like the perfect maneuver for a a father Christmas present to be popped inside (laughs) a really small one I've never forgotten the terror and horror that my mum was like yeah we don't know where your stocking is like typical fucking 80s yeah no I'll be fine don't worry about it just go to fucking sleep have a shot of whiskey and have a fag yeah (laughs) who cooks on Christmas day what, it, my, and what my do you have more importantly your mum cooks yeah my mum but obviously this shit will be me because yeah. uh, Steve's a shit cook so what are you cooking I well you are a vegetarian so this will be highly offensive to you but I have got a rib of beef coming and I have got a joint of ham and Steve wants a turkey leg because I won't cook turkey turkey is dog shit even yes. when I ate meat turkey was like meh yeah. so rubbish we never ever have turkey my mum insists on getting it like and no one really likes it yeah. and every year she complains Bullshit. when she's left with this massive carcass with like 95% of its meat still left on it well Steve <laughs> said he just wants a turkey sandwich and I said well I'll get oh, you yeah. a thigh then yeah, so he's going to have a turkey thigh good. and cooked that'll be as it well just get a cooked turkey thigh and give him that where'd you get one of those they'll have them in the supermarket for sure what that's why mums go to Iceland <laughs> Uh, what will you have Uh, a boring nut roast yeah okay so fun fact for you um the last time that me and rob ate meat was christmas day last year be a whole year you'll be celebrating can you believe it um so a whole year and (laughs) apart from that (laughs) apart from that time when i came around for pizza oh yeah shit (laughs) and you bought a salami pizza (laughs) 
was like, oh, I'll just remove those bits. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to make a nut roast, which, you know, if you'd said that to me three years ago, I would have laughed in your face and gone, that sounds fucking so shit and so dry. Yeah. But I've been perfecting, I've been perfecting my nut roast to this year. So I've made about four of them and they are fucking delicious. Well, I've seen that you've mentioned about your cauliflower katsu curry. Oh, mate. Which I must admit, I feel tempted. Oh, I'm do still tempted. It. It's yeah. delicious. I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea of a little vegetarian dish, but not the, Christmas. The thing, um, with the, the thing about becoming vegetarian. I mean, I still eat fish. All right, I'm not. I can't lie about yeah, that. I do eat fish. I'm a fake vegetarian. But the thing about it is that it just it's made me. <laughs> It sounds like some sort of... Are you going to say a pretentious cunt thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's made me unleash the potential of a carrot. It's like, it's made me look at vegetables in a completely different way. Wow. And the stuff that I do now for dinners, the, the main thing is veg. It's just unreal, Laura. It's unreal. It's opened a whole new world. You should follow Tabitha Brown. I don't, oh, yes, I love her. She's a vegan. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah, I love her. Have you seen her hot dog recipe? No. With a carrot? Oh my god! What did she do with it? She's literally just eat a carrot, she, like get a whole carrot. Well, I can imagine it's just getting a whole carrot and just putting it in a hot dog bun, <laughs> like parboiling it, and then just putting tomato ketchup and mustard. There you go. No, she did. Um, she did. She puts it in some sauce and shit, and then cooks it and shit and. You know, I mean, it's like a hot dog. She keeps it as the whole carrot, yeah. so it looks oh, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got a whole carrot going on there. Well, maybe yeah. I'll have that for Christmas Day. Dabble. Can you imagine um, that? My mum's cooking her turkey, a traditional roast. <laughs> oh, there, like, I am just making some carrot hot dogs. She'd be furious. <laughs> she's rich. She can't get. A, she hates change. My mum. She can't deal with it. And so she's and she panics and she worries about everything. So the amount of times that she's said the words to me, so what are you what are you going to eat for Christmas day because you're not going to be able to eat anything. I'm like what you, you mean I'm not going to be able to eat anything other than the one meat thing which is the turkey and then everything else is vegetables. I'll just eat So those. does she only ever cook turkey? Yeah, she only ever eats oh, turkey. Oh, wow. we 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 like a good old selection we do. But yeah, she she's just very very traditional. But my dad doesn't eat red meat either. Never has done. I think he gave it up when he was about 21. Wow. Um, because he worked as a builder next to an abattoir and every Please day... Please don't ruin it for me. I'm going to... I want to be he, he said... But, I, you know, he, used to, he told this story a million times and I never took any notice of it until now. But, um, yeah, he uh, he said he was covered in a mist of blood by the end of the day from the oh, animals wow. being slaughtered. Wow. And uh, he heard the screams of pain Dying. from the animals you being can't murdered. Keep, you can't keep this in. <laughs> you can't keep that in there. Merry Christmas! It's a full Christmas. He enjoyed the echoey screams of the animals being slaughtered <laughs> while being coated in blood. No, mate. <laughs> We can't keep that in. But um, I've got a little Christmas fact for you. Oh, fact time. Can I just say something before we go forward? I feel I want, I need, I require in my life for you to bring back your facts. I want them to be random facts. I want them to be obscure, gross, humiliating, hilarious and wonderful. I think that's definitely going to, it's going to, reappears next bring 2021 year. in with a oh, random oh, gross right. fact oh about yeah 100% anus. about an anus yeah maybe I could just do the whole I could do the whole <gasps> anatomy whole from top to bottom I'll do yeah. that that would be like belly button fucking things that are up girls vaginas what the are cervix, they called yeah, that's the one one of those <laughs> One of those. Well, let me hit me with your fat with your fat. Hit me with it. It's relating to Christmas dinner. So, um, do you want to know how many turkeys the UK consume every Xmas? Can I guess? Yeah. Two million. Ten million. Oh, fucking ten million! Ten million of you murdering bastards! Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Do you want to know how many individual sprouts are sold every year? Individual Russell sprouts. Okay, I'm going to go tactical. I don't know what tactical would be. I think 500 million. It's more than that. No, a billion. It's 750 million. Holy shit. Can you fucking... I'm like, what? I... I cat it, right, so I absolutely will eat anything. The only thing I cannot eat are sprouts. Oh, mate, you want to try my recipe? You want to try my recipe? I hate Brussels sprouts, but 
the recipe that I do, it's got Parmesan, it's got garlic, it's got olive oil. Pancetta? No. Well, you could if you want, yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't I'd... eat that, but that's how, that's how I've had them before. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. I mean, fuck it. Let's put some pancetta in it this year as well. Um, <laughs> but they are, they're bellissimo. How do you cook them? Boiled or roast or what? Roast, roast. roast. Them. Okay. So basically you put them on a tray, salt, pepper, olive oil, give it a good old toss about, um, fuckload of garlic, obviously, bam, bam, boom, in the oven, let it bake down and it's delicious. I have um, psychological trauma around sprouts, hence my aversion to them. Is your grandmother involved in this? Well, my dad more than anyone. Oh, okay. Because my grandmother's the reason why I've got PTSD with fucking Brussels sprouts. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad was, I was a terrible eater as a kid. Awful. Didn't eat anything. But my dad's uh, method to make me eat did not work, i.e. he just used to force feed me. So I ate a sprout once and was crying so much that (laughs) I vomited it back up and it came out my nose. And having a sprout come out your nose is pretty disturbing. Was it a whole sprout? It was all like mushed up. It was green and it tasted of sprout as it came I tasted it as it came out my nostril make no wonder you don't eat them yeah so I've got I can't and I try my life that's really traumatic I don't attempt it I try every I'm like go on then mum go and she's like do you want some sprouts just just give me a half (laughs) give me a half I'll do me that'll do me but the thing is to me I'm a smusher okay so everything goes on the fork I want a bit of everything you know, yeah. I want a kebab on my fork, basically, yeah. a, a oh, roast yeah, kebab. Yeah. And then it all goes in, and then the combination of the tastes, oh, my God. Delicious. So do you love a Christmas dinner? I mean, I don't really give a flying fuck, to be quite honest with you, one way or the other. That's just how I eat all of my food. Just going to interject with a little story there about food at Christmas, because I've been sent something by someone. Um, I mean, this makes me mad, because this is like anti-Christmas in my in my mind. So here we go. So we're spending Christmas Day with my in-laws and the worst part is that I know I'll be hungry most of the day <gasps> and I'm already <sighs> so badly. My mother-in-law has this thing where she thinks the food should be spread out throughout the day, which basically means we get a small starter for lunch and then don't get Christmas dinner until about four o'clock. There oh, aren't any nibbles. There's no chocolate, nothing around to snack on. And then she normally ends up saying she's too full for dessert. So we don't even get get a pudding what a prick can you even believe it this year i'm going to be prepared and sneak some chocolate in my bag i would be oh my i'd be upset i'd actually cry i'd be very upset by that christmas day is about being a you do spread your food out but you spread it all out there are no breaks you just eat just eat that is a well-known british tradition (laughs) you fucking eat until you feel sick (laughs) until your guts feel like they're actually going to explode yeah that's what you do i'd be so sad about that I'm, I'm horrified. Who the fuck does that? We crack out the cheeselets at about half nine. Go mad. Have a cheeselet, have a little twiglet, have some peanuts. Knock yourself out. Um, okay, I've got a story. Hit me, hit me. Hit me it's with Christmas. your best it's Christmas. shot. <laughs> okay, my dad is a religious, gentle, kind man who doesn't swear in front of ladies, will never talk about sex or anything like that, and is basically very, very old-fashioned. Anyway, a few Christmases ago, at my parents, I went up for a bath because I wasn't feeling too well. I came downstairs to find my boyfriend, my now husband, showing my dad a video of someone having a cucumber extract from their arsehole <laughs> perfect Christmas what uh, viewing that is I know that's better than the Queen's speech mate I know but I love the fact that it's like she literally she went for a bar she came back and it was like <laughs> I, you had one job and that was just to be nice and sit with just my be normal on Christmas day <laughs> and you had to show my dad a cucumber being extracted from someone's arsehole <laughs> did you say anything about his reaction to it what did he no, do no she didn't she just said she was mortified I'm guessing that her mortification only confirmed that he didn't love it. No, I, my nan, I mean, my nan, God rest her soul, she, uh, she passed away this year actually. Um, or was it last year? I can't remember. Anyway, she's dead. <laughs> she died. We're over <laughs> she it. She died. God bless her soul. Um, she was so easy to wind up about stuff like that, like showing her stuff like that. And my dad once decided, in fact, this was Christmas, come down. This come down the stairs and like 
prance into the living room only wearing a red elephant jock strap that had um, a flashing red nose on it and glasses and like do the cancan and my nan fucking lost her shit mate <laughs> she was laughing so much that she pissed everywhere and then not only did she piss herself but she had a fucking asthma attack <laughs> sharp she did it she was like ah! Ian, ah! like she could not breathe and we had to go inspect her and inhale her for it whilst we're all obviously all pissing our plants as well oh, i love winding up a nan it's just so much fun uh, you know what i i had a very similar situation with my i i think i was maybe 15 my mum and dad had gone out and the, the phone rang picked up and it was my granddad and my granddad was like is your mother there? I, and this was my mum's dad. I said, no, she's not here, Granddad. Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's all right. Can you tell her that that joke G-string she got for me? Obviously, my mum had bought it as a joke to my granddad, not thinking for one fucking second that he would put it on. I've got it on right now, but my <laughs> testicles don't stay inside. <laughs> and then I heard my nan in the background go, Eric, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm telling Laura. <gasps> you can't tell Laura that. You can't, <laughs> you can't Eric. <laughs> and I was just like, I feel emotionally ruined right now. I've actually got a couple of stories relating to funny Nana and Grandad stories just in Christmas. So this one. My grandma once bought me a slap and tickle set for Christmas the year I started uni. <laughs> I was mortified. My grandma was such a prude, so I was so shocked. After I finally plucked up the courage to ask her why, she said, well, of course, it's to dust your skirting boards and to keep the flies away, darling. <laughs> she genuinely thought it was a feather duster and a fly swatter set to help me keep my uni flat clean. Oh, bless That's amazing. So Love a nan. Love, Love a, nan. a fucking nan. My dad's mum was Lebanese and she like language was a massive like barrier for her as was just basic understanding the st- of stuff and you saying about that a barrel present that she bought for my sister my sister was probably about 14 and she bought my sister a a pack of sanitary towels but they weren't just fucking sanitary <laughs> towels they were like you've just given birth and you're losing your whole uterus <laughs> and she gave them to my sister as a barrel present. She was like, "There you go, darling. You can use them to take your makeup off." And my my sister was like, "Nanny, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? It's a sanitary towel." She went, "I don't know what that is." And it was like, "Nan, you know when when I have a period, that's what you bought me." And she was like, "Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!" <laughs> I'm trying to think of the packaging for a sanctuary towel and like there's no <laughs> way that you'd fucking mistake they that. They were like proper doorstop People wedged huge cotton sanctuary towels. Yeah, everyone's like, wow. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Nan. I look forward to much. my next bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I will be covered. <laughs> I've got another one. Um, so when I was 16, I had a temporary job at the Anne Summers factory. What a fucking Lush. summer job that, that is. Jesus. <laughs> and I opened my secret Santa present on Christmas Day in front of my whole family, including my nan. And it was the biggest dildo, all veins and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> My dad and brothers left the room laughing. My mum started praying. No, she did. <laughs> and my nan was pissing herself laughing. I'll never know if my mum threw it away or if my nan stole it. <laughs> I love it. Her mum started praying. That's amazing. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. That's imagine. Oh, Getting down on me, Simray. <laughs> You've ruined the whole of Christmas with that. Something like that. Dildo. That would make my Christmas. If that happened <laughs> in my family, well, it would yeah. be just too brilliant. So I've got another question relating to um, presents then, Laura. Oh. What's the worst present that you've ever received? Well, it's a long-standing situation, actually, the present that I got from my dad. from In the barrel. Always the barrel. Always this, about. Mate, I'm going to just put it out there. The barrel sounds like a fucking shit tradition. Not and you lush. need to get rid of it. So can I, I just ask do you know, the rules? Do you know that, like, to me, you saying that, that's like stabbing me in the face. That's <laughs> how much you in the, barrel. the barrel means to me. <laughs> you stabbed me right in the barrel. Don't I just need to there. understand the rules. So so the, the premise of the barrel is that it's just a... 
it's not it's a it's non gift. Like <laughs> it's a non it's a non gift. So you said a fucking deodorant. If someone got me deodorant for Christmas, I'd be throwing that back in their face. So it's a non gift. Uh, thank you very much. I think you'll find I never have to buy deodorant <laughs> for a whole year because I've got it all. Have you got like a price? Is there like a price? Five pound. Five pound. Okay, so it's a, pres- that's a bit like a secret so Santa then. It is exactly like a secret Santa. So like. Um, uh, oh, I was about to tell you what I've got Steve this year. Can I take yeah. a guess? Is it Lynx Africa? <laughs> Actually, no, it's fucking not. It's something much nicer than that. <laughs> like the kids have got like a teddy bear. They've got, uh, I don't know. I can't think of the top of my fucking head now because you put me on the spot. I could get my list out and I could read them out to you. Um, or it could be like your favorite chocolate or okay. it's like a, fiver, a that's bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Right, so what's so the first thing? My dad's the, and this was years ago, and before, like, he gave my sister, my mum, and I our present, and he said, "Girls, before you open this, in fact, no, we got one for my brother as well. Before you guys open this, and my dad doesn't buy any of the fucking presents. My mum does all of it, wraps all of it, everything. My dad has one job, and that's to buy the barrel presents. He's like, these are very, very special gifts." from me to you because I want you to understand how much I love you and we were like oh dad open it and I looked at mine and mine was an hour clock and I looked at it and I looked up it and I went what the fuck is this a joke and my mum went Laura Laura no so ungrateful I went dad this is shit this is fucking hilarious that you've 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 bought all of us this present is this a joke and he went no, Laura, it's not a fucking joke. <laughs> so ever since then, we I have I bought a tiny little owl clock and I wrap it up and we do the most extravagant things with it. Like I've wrapped it in a ginormous box for him before. So it's a long-standing joke. So yeah, that was our shit present. What about you? I've had I've had one um that really tops the shit presents because it was sent to me or given to me by someone that's like the most passive aggressive person that I know. So it was, if a present can be passive aggressive, this was it. (laughs) So basically I got a, it was a jar, like, you know, like one of those storage jars from Ikea. Yeah. It was one of those, not even filled to the top, half filled with some quality streets. (laughs) And then to accompany that, generous delight um i got a bottle of wine that looked like you'd use it to get lime scale off the taps or something and i googled the bottle of wine because i could tell from the design that it was gonna you know it was looking like maybe a four pound jobby if yeah. that it was 2.99 wow. <laughs> i don't care about the wine it's the half filled quality it's drink, the, half so. the fucking quality like, i don't like any of these ones i'll give them to yeah, it's all the shit ones all the fucking coffee and the strawberry ones that was it um, and that that I opened that and the orange do you like the orange no I don't like the orange no. they went to the fucking bother of wrapping that up for me it was like I don't know mate wow. you just shouldn't in fact just don't give me a present I'd much rather you just hadn't given me a present because this just confirms fussy bitch <laughs> this confirms my suspicion that you hate me <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that um, bear in mind that everyone else got really delightful, wonderful presents that looked like at least £25 had been spent. And then I got you know that. What? I, I must admit, I've had those scenarios with a particular person um, who just likes to make sure it's very clear. I don't like you because yeah. while everybody else is getting really nice crystal bracelets and I get a hair drying towel. <laughs> What the fuck is hair drying towel? Yeah, hair. Just a towel that you use on your hair. hair so alone. Yeah. How is it? Microfibers. How is it different? It's, oh, which shake could wow. also double up as like a wow. cleaning cloth, maybe. Wow. Everybody else got the the nice thing. <laughs> and I got that. Another moment of what the fuck, but not also being able to say what the fuck because it's yeah. certainly not my dad that's no. you know, giving you me just the head have, You now. just have to take it. And that that's the well, thank you so much. I like don't know this how is amazing. I feel about this like all of my life. <laughs> I really love half-filled gels of quality street. <laughs> and I really love to dry my hair. <laughs> <laughs> We've obviously got some right cunts in our families. Um, yeah, leading on to that, that's another question that I've had, a, I've had like one of our agony aunt questions, basically. Just, I know this year is actually going to be quite freeing for a lot of people because yeah. those people that you 
have no choice but to hang around with normally in normal circumstances you don't necessarily have to see them this year mm-hmm. do you no thank <laughs> the fucking lord so it's actually a massive it's a massive relief in some ways because it's really hard to talk about this stuff because obviously we don't want to implicate people that we know mm-hmm. yeah it's really um, difficult because you don't want to name names and be like oh sandra is an absolute cunt yeah. and i'm so pleased i don't you know when we did that message last week for scott yeah and like we could then have like that that little moment where it's like and um you know chris really wants to tell um susan that he's really in love with her and he can't wait to spend christmas with her and colin thinks that sandra's a fucking cunt and he's so pleased he doesn't have to see her at christmas (laughs) oh we should do that alternative christmas messages (laughs) but i think what's nice about this you know not having to see those people because i don't know where you where you sort of sit on the whole everyone's got family shit that goes on in the background i think every family is dysfunctional in some shape or form it's normal but i've over the years i've sort of decided rather than just putting up with that shit i take a step back from it and say actually this hurts me so i'm not going to let this happen where do you sort of stand on that because it can make for really awkward sort of making arrangements and stuff it's difficult because you have to try and time it so they're not there and blah 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 but what do you think? Do you think you should just suck it up because they're family or or no. do you think you have a right to be like, actually, no? I, no. Yeah, I think you, you do have a right. And I know that it's one of the most difficult times of the year and there's definitely been periods of time in my life where I've not been able to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to see your face. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'm not that blunt, but um, now more so as a mother... I pick and choose what I want my children to have to be forced to be around and what I don't want them to be around. And so it's easier as I've got older to go, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, same. I think so we'll, difficult we'll kids. you don't, you obviously can't go into details. Oh, so as we've discussed our worst present, what's the best present you've ever had? Oh God! I probably I don't know. It's Christmas Eve, so I'm I, uh, getting engaged. Oh God! Pretend <laughs> to act surprised, <laughs> especially because you went, "Oh God! Oh God! It's getting engaged on Christmas Eve." Because <laughs> it just sounds so twatty, doesn't it? Like, oh, it's because the love of my life proposed it. Well, Laura, guess what? What? The love of my life. I was going to say the love of your life. The love of my life proposed to me on Christmas Day. You are kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, we already discussed this before we start recording. So this is a totally false surprise. All right. Just going to put it out there. Yeah, I can't believe that. It's another thing about us that's fucking the same, isn't it? Yeah. What year did you get engaged? Uh... 2013 we got married in 2009 we got engaged in 2007 but, uh, so tell me about it what happened how did this little situation i really do have a strong feeling situation. that i have talked about this before on the podcast but i'll round up really quickly it wasn't very romantic because i ruined all of it i got really arsy uh steve had stationed situations all around our local area with my mum and dad involved of like arrows and the arrows read a clue to go to the next place to then go to the next place. I didn't realise it was to get me out of the house so they could clear the house because it was a fucking shithole and like basically lay out this really beautiful scenario that I'd obviously waited for my whole life. But because I didn't have much petrol in my car, I turned into an evil fucking witch. And um, <laughs> it's stressful, mate. I lost my shit. And my mum went, Laura, please, come on now. He's worked ever so hard at this. I was like, mum, I'm fucking done. Now I've got to drive all the way to fucking Wickham and I've got no fucking petrol. And I threw the arrow in the car and it like pinged around. I swear to God how I didn't stab myself. It was a proper fucking <laughs> arrow. I like, drove up to Wickham, which is about 35 minutes away. I, my dad said, like, watching you walk into the pub, it was like a spaghetti western, like you were about to pull your gun out and shoot someone. <laughs> he gave me another arrow and it said to go home. And I went, what? <laughs> I've got to go fucking home. I was like breathing fire. I'm on your side, mate. I feel like that was unnecessary. It was he ridiculous. Could've, he could have just got you out of the house to go to your mum's house. 
No, mate. I've gone just knocked around like, there for a bit and then come back. To be fair, I may have forgotten that experience. I've never forgotten the rage that I felt no. on the day I got engaged. <laughs> and I pulled up and I thought, when I get in that house, I'm going to say to him, you are a twat <laughs> for you to, you know, like whatever the fuck it is you have planned, I'm done. And I walked in the front door and, and there were roses all the way from the front door leading through into Aww. the I know and he was down on one knee and he was in a full suit Aww. and then that was it and I started crying and he proposed to me and I was like yeah yeah well, I'll get married to you and he sat on the sofa he was like Laura why have you got me such an uptight twat <laughs> <laughs> like that was our engagement story at well, least I'll, you know at least he's still married you yeah, I've, I've no idea. He knew why. what he was letting himself into. I can into. guarantee that yours is a million times more romantic. No, than mine. no, mine isn't at all. So, funny enough, Rob was supposed to propose on Christmas Eve. Oh, um, really? But we had a family Barney, oh, <laughs> as nice. is the tradition of Christmas and family. So, we had a family Barney, and it just meant that the mood was ruined. So, then yeah. he waited until Christmas Day, woke up. I woke up feeling really fucking shit and really hungover from the night before. And was just a bit like meh. And then we had we sat in our in my parents' house in my bedroom that I grew up. Like I used to share that room with my brother yeah. for years and years on end. And we were in there. And then uh, yeah, he had like a load of little gifts for me, and we opened our presents and la la la. And then the last one was in a glasses case, and uh, I opened that. And then uh, was a bit like, oh my god, you wanted to save this one to last. Who wants a fucking shit. pair of fucking sunglasses? Bullshit. And then open that, and there was the little ring box in there. And then you got down on one knee and he proposed. Oh, mate, that's so lush. Yeah, it was sweet. Do you know what though? I mean, I'm an ungrateful bitch, and I was a bit like, oh, what you did at my family home? Boring. I wanted like a proper romantic gesture. Well, just so you know, my husband did the romantic gesture, and it didn't go down. <laughs> and well. It backfired. Yeah, it backfired um, so badly. Um, right, should we have another story? Okay, I'll do mine. Hello, Vic and Laura. Absolutely love the podcast. Thank you very much, sweetheart. Uh, My embarrassing Christmas story was that my ex-husband and his kids picked me up from work on Christmas Eve. They were all a bit sheepish. The boy, six, said, I've seen you naked. And I (laughs) replied with, no, you have not. After an awkward car journey home, my ex-husband quickly shuffled me into the kitchen to tell me that he was sat with the kids watching the Christmas video from the year before. This was a Christmas Eve tradition for them to watch the previous year. There was only a few minutes of the kids opening their presents before it switched to our Christmas night from the previous year and the home video we had made of my ex-husband wrapping, unwrapping me, <laughs> me just wearing a bow. Christmas was never the same again. <laughs> Oh my god! You imagine the kids just there, like, oh yeah, oh my god, remember? I totally forgot. I forgot, I forgot that Nintendo. Hang on, Daddy, what, what, what are you doing to her? <laughs> what, what did we say the other week? I'm never jolly on Christmas Day. The kids would never have to worry about me recording myself having sex with Steve at Christmas because I'm just jolly. Yeah, and you're too busy roasting eight different types of meat to be interested in Steve's uh, meat. Thank you very much. And wrapping my barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and grieving your shit presents out the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sanitary towels. Uh, uh, An owl clock. clock. Some deodorant. It's like the, what is it? The price is right with a conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> don't want any of those <laughs> oh, yeah, I've right. never I've never ever made a sex tape or, or, at Christmas I've um, I've, I've like I think I've made two sex tapes and they weren't even it wasn't sex it wasn't part of sex it was just blowjobs yeah I know, you know have you ever it. done that where you're like oh my god let's record ourselves because I'm so in the mood I've and never had that I've never had that inclination and I've gone delete it I don't want to look at it. It disgusts me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm now out of the mood and I now feel like that was a terrible idea. I actually said that to Steve once. We had sex and I was like, let's record it. I just think this is going to be really hot. Like, let's record it. And Steve like, set it all up, recorded it, and it got to the end. <laughs> I went, delete it. He went, yeah, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> he knew. He went, in that moment, he was probably like, yeah, all right, Laura, let's see how long this will last for. And then instantly I was like, oh, I don't ever want to see that back. No, that's the thing I'd never want to watch back. So I feel it's like, you know, sometimes you kind of think, oh, yeah, I'm looking good tonight. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I've got my yeah, makeup on all like zhuzhed up. And then, but then you see a photo that someone else has taken of you. You're like, I look like fucking Beaker from Sesame Street, mate. <laughs> Beaker. <laughs> He's 
a like worm with a little ginger thing on the top. I've got to show you. It's, and it's so devastating. I just can't deal with that level of devastation relating to me having sex because I have to think whilst I'm doing it that I look remotely sexy. And I can guarantee that I would get my whole bum hole in it. Yeah, my hairy bum hole. Yeah, like I'd be... <laughs> that speaker. It's uncanny, actually. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Looking that shocked as well. Oh, dear. Oh, speaking of hairy anuses, I had my um, my little furry anal wrap waxed off yesterday. How do you then have a conversation with that woman afterwards after she's literally been that close up your asshole? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I haven't had a vag wax for a really long time. I'm saying like 15 years. I think that's the last time I had one done. Yeah. And I'm normally so why I just are that. you doing this? Just, just cause. She was like, she's an expert at it. It's her thing. She's really good at waxing. I'd like and, to think um, so. She's not some random woman that lives no. down the road. It's just like, come round, I'll wax it off for you. Get your fanny out for me. No, she's a beautician. Yeah. Uh, give her a little shout out, actually. She's brilliant. She's called Leanne. And I think her Instagram thing is, this is Beauty Secrets. But she gave me a facial. <laughs> this is sounding really sexual now. Um, wow. No, she just gave me a facial. And she did my eyelashes and my eyebrows for me. And she's like, do you want me to... Uh, just uh, whip out whip out your little muffin or so there for you, sweetheart. So, yeah, and then she did it. And fucking hell, it's, I forgot how much it hurts, for one. But yeah. it was so quick. It was over really quickly. And then I've never had it done on my bum bit before. No. No, no. So she got me to, what did I have to do with my leg? I had to, like, put my knees up like that. So it was oh on my, my back. God. And then she just put it Can down you there. Can like, what it all looked like? She showed it to me, mate. It was like a pet beaver. It was mental. There was no, so I'm much hair. No, I'm not about your actual raw anus. Oh, I know. There, you know, smelly bum hole in her face. I was so aware of that. I was like, I hope she can smell my anus. <laughs> <laughs> then she said, pull your knickers up to where you want me to do the thing. So like, I, I was like, honestly, the, it was like the bike seat all over again. There was flappage hanging out either side of that bit of material. But she couldn't give a shit. And she just talked the whole way through it. She was really fucking funny. Because she sees badge all day, every day. That's what she said. She was like, I've seen it all, mate. And this is, you've got a beautiful little cooch. But now, the so today, it's, it's quite it's quite red today, but it literally looks like a plucked turkey. <laughs> I've got in the Christmas spirit, you see. I thought we're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, Rob is going to have a real treat on his hands. Well, I mean, he's been vegetarian for a year, so it might turn his stomach seem like funny. <laughs> it might. <laughs> and you've not gone all Ooh. off of you. No, not all off. No, she's done it pretty neat. It's looking very neat. It's like a little landing strip. That's all that's there. Nice. Oh, nice. She so we'll see how it goes. your lips then. She, oh, yeah, big time. She she took care of them. They yeah. were they were waxed up good and proper. Ow. Right, should we have another story? Go. So I'm a veterinary nurse, and at Christmas we spend a lot of time making dogs sick because they've eaten various things that they shouldn't have, mainly mince pies and chocolate. Why is a dog eating a mince pie, and why is it bad for them? Go, go, don't get that. I know chocolate's raisins. bad for them, isn't it? Oh, raisins. it's raisins. Right, they're poisonous, aren't they? Yeah. Hey, I mean, very, very what bad. in the world of evolution decided that a dog should be allergic to fucking raisins and chocolate? And it's so random and grapes. Yeah. Well, yeah, a raisin is a grape. shrunken well, yeah. grape. Yeah. I just thought I'd establish it's, it's both <laughs> forms of the grape variety. Whether it be <laughs> shrunken or plumpus, it's, it's still... Plumpus. An allergen. <laughs> Anyway, last year I was working the night shift on Christmas Day. Oh, fucking hell, gutted. Night shift on Christmas Day. I bet she got paid a dick load for that. Hope so. I feel sorry for her. And we had a call. I don't know her, by the way. (laughs) I'm so brutal. Don't feel sorry for her. Don't feel sorry for that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch making sick animals better. I hate her. How dare she? How dare she have a heart of gold? Dare she be selfless and having her fucking Christmas night at work? So we had a call at 3am from a young chap sounding really distressed. He said his dog had raided the bin and eaten a large number of things he shouldn't have and he didn't know what to do. So we told him he had to come down so we could make the dog sick. He wasn't happy about it. (laughs) Anyway... This is making laugh so much. This man turned up with his little dog. The dog was very bright and waggy, and this very young, well-dressed chap was white as a sheet and very shifty. We told him that he really needed to tell us what the dog had eaten because it would establish whether we definitely needed to make it sick. He said it was a rubber toy <laughs> that was a small rectangle with a ring attached. At this point, we should have twigged. 
sadly not though. So we made this lovely little dog sick and up came two used condoms, a cock ring and the remains of a mince pie. <laughs> we were stood in complete silence and waited for what felt like forever for the dog to stop being sick. Can you just imagine them all standing there in a row while this like little chihuahua is going <laughs> like that, like throwing up oh, fucking used... <laughs> It's a fucking, fucking <laughs> cock ring. Fair play to the dog. Oh my gosh. That's so much. That clearly been used as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was two used condoms, yeah. so 100%. Lucky man. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty... This brings us back to the issue of recycling sex toys. Why was he just discarding that in the bin? How maybe, dare he? Yeah, maybe it doesn't have an easy access for battery changeover. Mate, it didn't even make it into the ego ecosystem. Ego. The fucking, <laughs> fucking dog ate it. <laughs> so at least no turtles joked on it. Yeah, exactly. Just a little chihuahua. <laughs> so then this is the worst part. So the dog's been sick. I then had to put on a pair of gloves and had to sift through the sick and pick out the bits. <laughs> I turned to the vet and had to say with a very straight face, do you want to keep this? <laughs> Still avoiding all eye contact. He said, yes! No! So still in silence, I had to clear up the rest of the mess and then let him out. Needless to say, we had a serious giggle. Can you fucking believe that? Yes! Christmas Day, a little dog vomiting up two used condoms and a cock ring. What a story. And a partridge in a pear tree. And a partridge in a pear tree. I thought it was going to be a butt plug when he said it was a rubber thing with a hook on it. Yeah. But no, I'm just quite disappointed it was only a cock ring. To be I honest. still can't believe you put it in the bin. I don't get like where's the thinking behind that? What's the well, maybe process? maybe that bit didn't go in the bin. Maybe what sort of cock ring was it? What? What do you mean? Oh, it was an accident. No, as in yet yeah, maybe the cock ring didn't go in the bin, and maybe the other bit. So he was more worried about the condom, and then imagine he was probably stood there like, "Fuck, that's where it went." <laughs> I've been like, looking for that. I've been looking for that fucking thing. And yeah, so may, maybe he, you know, the condoms are, you know, enough, aren't they? Let alone the fucking cock ring as well. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty impressive. That I suppose I suppose it's like <laughs> drug smuggling. You swallow a condom and then Absolutely. you shit it out, don't you? Yeah. Anything will survive in there. I don't think you swallow drug paraphernalia to shit them out. I think you just shove them up your arsehole. Uh, are you sure? I am 100% sure your stomach acid would do a number on whatever it is you're swallowing. and then You would have thought the dog's stomach would die. do that, though. Die. Right? Oh, yeah, sure, because you wouldn't. I don't know. Should we test it out? I need cocaine, anyone? Cocaine? <laughs> Want to swallow a condom full of heroin? <laughs> Little Christmas Day treat. Put that in the barrel. Nora, know, put no, that no. in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Might cost more than a fiver. Eve, I got something very special for <laughs> you. I just shit it out. <laughs> um, well, I think I think we're gonna have to halt on the Christmas special. This is it. We? We've come. We've, well, we've come to the end of our Christmas special. Like it's like feels like the end of Christmas Day, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm full of joy and unfortunately um, no oh, quality no, wait, streets no, no no come um i was going to say quality streets but i only got sent half a jar of them so i'm not yeah. full on those um and just the, the joy the joy of christmas it's in my the veins joy. right now and regardless of what your coming days bring just take a moment to be grateful for the fact that we exist <laughs> <laughs> not your lives not just your the lives. fact that me just and that we are here. here it's been a pleasure it has been a pleasure and I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Christmas day with your family I would like to say a special message to all of the people that do have to work on Christmas day and yes. Boxing Day because that is tough like you well, know like the, the nurses workers, and the doctors the, and all those people yeah and also even down to people that are having to be in shops that are yeah, having to open like just all of the hard work that they're continuing to put in in amongst this absolute fucking shit show yeah that is 2020 yeah, so stay safe, everyone. Don't be a dick. Be thoughtful, be wonderful, be gracious. And whatever you do, don't start up the tradition of the barrel in your family. Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, 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 oh. Now, before we go, you oh, yeah. constantly take... My fanny flannel took the piss out of that. Oh, yeah, that ended up fucking selling out in minutes. <laughs> now you're taking the piss out of my barrel. You took the piss out of my fucking forehead temperature gauge. Do you want to know how many people have gone, oh, my fucking God, I do that too? Did their children also walk around with collapsed lungs? No. 
Okay. How do you know? <laughs> you don't he didn't have a then. fucking temperature <laughs> when he had a collapsed lung, all right? <laughs> that was another instance. Completely <laughs> different. So once again, if there is a thermometer, if any pharmaceutical company listening right now that want to release a thermometer in the shape of a pair of lips, get in contact, okay? <laughs> That'll be our merch for next year. <laughs> for sure. Oh well, Vic, let's go. Let's go be merry and cherry and white. What's what's the what's what? Merry and cherry and white, that traditional Christmas saying. Never heard of it, mate. What are you talking about? Merry Christmas, you slag. Merry Christmas, you absolute cat. Yeah. And Merry Christmas to all you slags out there. Yeah, you legends that keep listening all the time. We love you. Oh, my God, Vic was about to yawn then. That's how bored she's getting. <laughs> right. Uh, before we go, though, continue to send in your stories and your angry aunts. We love them all. Uh, we are so fucking excited for the future of No Holds Barred. <laughs> yeah, who knows what's coming. And uh, you can... Oh, no, you start. I can't do it that way around. You go on. You do all it. All right, so... So, yeah, if you want to send us your stories, then email us at noholesbarredpodcast at gmail.com. Or what else can you do, Laura? Well, Victoria, the other thing they can do is they can find us on Instagram at noholesbarredpodcast and they can slide on into our DMs. Slinky, slinky, sladdy. Yeah. Greased up with turkey fat. Or a cock ring that's been in a dog's mouth. In a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> that poor little dog they didn't give a shit though did it dogs don't no, care about stuff like that idiot again in a heartbeat in a heartbeat in a fucking heartbeat um, well then uh, well the next time that you listen to us guys it'll be the new year I believe is that correct no oh not quite no that's incorrect alright yeah. I'll retract that basically the next time you hear us it will be that in betweeny bit between Christmas and New Year where yeah, you don't really, really know what day of the week it is you don't really know who you are you, you don't know your elbow so from your arsehole. cheese that you feel like you're going to shit out of Willie Bree. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you said a Willie Bree. I want to see that. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done that. Hell yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Write in and tell us if you have. Yeah. Um, but until then, until then, I guess all we have to say is... See you next Tuesday. Ta-ta, ta-ta. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to all! Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.